guys, and welcome back to another great episode here on 4.0 in Life. It is me, your host, Dina, and I'm happy to say it's not me, myself, and I anymore. I have two of the most beautiful women ever, and I gotta admit, I had a podcast with them. I felt, I don't know, like they were super smart on it. I'm like, my vocabulary needs work, but I'm very excited. The ladies from the Rosé Room, introduce yourself, and let's get talking. First of all, Kasha thanks you in advance for loving her vocabulary. She works very hard on it. Yours too, um, yours too. Thank you. I, that's just by osmosis. But um, I'm Taylor. I am one of the partners here at DeRose Beauty Refinery, and I'm one half of the Rose Room. And I'm also here with my lovely partner, Kashtin. Hi, everybody. Thank you, Dina, for that beautiful intro. Um, I am the second half of the Rose Room podcast, and I help Taylor with all of the operations here at Rose Beauty Refinery, which is a Las Vegas based med spa. So, yeah, tons of fun. She also never says that she's a business owner. Thank you, man. Uh, That's never your intro. You're never like, we own a baby together. And you're always like, <laughs> this crazy lady next to me owns a business, and I just have to come here every day. <laughs> Where's the lie? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wanted uh, no. to share with you guys. You guys would be proud. It's 70 degrees here today. Wow. I don't even think it's 70 degrees here. It's like, That's I, actually, I'm just going to look this up really quickly. It's yeah, like I just burn everywhere today. We well, I think it's because now. we're podcasting and you guys brought the yeah. warmth to me, right? That's what I'm Oh, it's exactly it. 70 degrees right now. Oh, we love, love to it. see it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, we're weather sisters. Thank you for doing the weather. You know, we have to you have to be like, and today it's 70 degrees here in Las Vegas as in New Jersey. Back to you, Taylor and Cashton. <laughs> um, is it the same itchy eyes for everybody? 70? Oh my god, I'm my itch my eyes itchy eyes. I can't I almost wore my glasses today, but I was oh. in such a rush that I literally forgot. I can't do my makeup with my glasses on, so it's like I'm just like oh, yeah, not <laughs> suffering. And then um I was like, Ugh. I know, I gotta go. So right now I'm my favorite. Yeah. Did you start your bee pollen? Do you take bee pollen? No. no. Okay, so this is like my thing. Um, I, I also went to massage therapy school, so I'm very like holistic in that way. Everyone calls me a hippie. I'm like, get over it, whatever. <laughs> um, I take bee pollen and then I have a local honey place. So I get the local honey. So I like amp up for the allergies. Otherwise, it looks like I got knocked in the face like 50 million times. And then I sound like I'm very masculine because I just, it's yeah. so itchy, scratchy. It's bad. Yes, yeah, um, we have a couple people here right now who are suffering with allergies and um, some crazy looking. Basically, it's uh, just like a, a disclaimer. I do not have the coronavirus. No one has the coronavirus. No. Any sneeze, <laughs> any itchy eye, any cough is like you're dying and deadly with the plague. Get away from me. Yeah. So it's just allergies. It's so coronavirus. <laughs> Wait, I have a question. So when you were on our podcast, we talked about some of the preventative measures that you have to take as a teacher. Are they doing any kind of drills for coronavirus or prepping you guys for that? Yes. So we just got a couple emails because there are some districts and schools in New Jersey now that have either closed down for cleaning, um, no coronavirus outbreak, or what we're actually prepping for is never ever in our state have they allowed us to do homeschooling, if you will. I'm air quoting homeschooling. I, I think everybody's like, yeah, homeschooling. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, 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 get, I get it because it, it's, it's homeschooling on your behalf. Is it homeschooling for every single kid in the world? <gasps> yeah, it would be for every single kid in our district, in our whole, because you're talking about elementary, middle school, and the state has now allowed that as long as we have an action plan in place. Um, it would be anywhere from like a week to two weeks closure if it did break out because that's how long it takes 
we would have our homeschooling. It would have to be um, some, it could be like this, some type of implementation online. It could be through our platform. We use Schoology. And basically the kids would have to log on like an online course in college and complete the work and you would have to dedicate time and grade. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, Oh man, like, this is like, it's hard to motivate them in the classroom. This is going to be serious stuff to do outside the classroom. Well, do you want to fail or not? That's the motivation. Right. Do you want to repeat this grade? Did you, know. you guys ever see uh, the episode of the office where like Andy took three months off as like the manager and then like he came home mm-hmm. and the branch did so well. Um, like better than ever having a manager. That's why I imagine school would be because I would just get all of my work done online immediately and like just watch your students do 50 million times better from at home. I would have to create TikTok videos (gasps) to like get their attention. That's what I would have to do. I would have to be on Instagram going live. I would have to TikTok. And you know, it's like, I'm talking, okay, so what are we, we're doing the nervous system right now. So I'd be talking about like the neurons and the dendrites and like, how do I like TikTok? You really come up with a good idea. Insta school. Uh, Because Insta TikTok. That's probably because they could, they wouldn't be busy. They'd be too busy watching you on Instagram to watch anything else on Instagram. It's true. That's what I'm gonna have to do because realistically, I, I oh my gosh, and your biology teacher, how funny would it be if like uh, it's biology science. TikToks? It's science teacher, right? And what, you know what the thing is? We just started DNA, so I'm very oh, excited. I love DNA and genetics. So this is my chapter. This is my the jam. So I feel like. I could somehow maybe maybe I'll make up like a rap song like adenine and thymine, cytosine and guanine. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Everyone's like, and oh my shut god, down. I'm done. No, I like it. I Everyone just turned off us in their car. They're like, no, shut I up. think no, that's no. really funny. I mean, it, it kind of speaks to what teachers have to do to incentivize their kids to do really anything, right? Like there is a wave of infotainment that my generation especially and more so the generations below us have gotten accustomed to now so it's like you're like I mean how many times have you gone out to dinner and you've seen toddlers with iPads you know like they're not just playing with like I did that this weekend you're that mom but that's okay but what if what if you made up that rap song about DNA and your baby's just like, okay, this is just the way in which we learn now, you know? <laughs> well, he was watching, he was watching Blue's Clues. The best. And Precious gem. He, well, because here's the thing. So my mom's birthday, we skipped um, nap time and we went to take her to the diner and it's like, okay, I'm not going to fight this battle. Blue's Clues did it on, you know, Blue's Clues is educational and, you know, I can do Blue's Clues. In oh my gosh. I, I, I want to be. Everybody like prefaces their parenting. It's educational. I'm like, I rotted my brain for 21 years <laughs> and watching television. Like I was educational. Loved Blue's Clues though. You we're fine. Her, yeah. I mean, Maury, do Barbie. not be promiscuous. You are not the father. Hello. Oh yeah. Lots of things I went to off of crappy television that I should have. I'm like, it was educational. It was educational for different reasons. <laughs> Oh my God, Jerry Springer, my mom used to like catch me with watching. But that too, oh that is kind of like a learning DNA, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because yeah, that there's some, there's some, not your yeah, father. There's some and anyone that wants to go into forensics, it's a good and learning experiment. Ed, abstinence you know, is not yeah. reasonable, nor yeah. taught to any of these people. And education, because some of those people yeah. have a big question mark next to their relationship building capacity. <laughs> You know, pick your mate wisely. Respect. Yeah. See? Interpersonal yeah. skills. Oh. We're learning <laughs> that right here. There's the I'm curriculum. Welcome to our um, school. I'm watching uh, Designing Women, which you have to be so old. What's that? <gasps> exactly. See, what's that? That was a show where Delta Burke and Dixie Carter were like um, interior designers. I'm like 100 years old, you guys. It was like Golden Girls and Designing Women were the hot sitcoms. 
1987 and I'm like going back there. So like, I get it. Well, everybody knows about housewives. I know about Delta Burke and her pageant makeup. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, because there was no table flipping no, or, you know, no, like, it was, it was very amazingly dressed people. I feel like Kasha would be very into these shows because they're <laughs> impeccably dressed and their makeup is like better than anything ever. Just going to date off. I'm just really happy. And nobody can see me because I'm literally in my scrubs with a sweater on. I've got my see, hair I have a tank a top on because yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have like, my hair just looks like hairy armpits sticking out of my arms. It's just like, it's a hot mess. Oh, no, your hair is beautiful. My <laughs> not clean that's why it's up in this like absolutely ridiculous ponytail but yeah it's okay yeah. it's women who work yeah <laughs> yeah and this is why i'm so happy you guys are 4.0 in life because look you are literally and this is this is what i love about you guys you guys are taking time away from your business locking yourself in this room and you're talking to me like yes, <laughs> and now listen nobody knows who you are and i told you guys i'm corny in this way you can only use three words to describe yourself and then you have to tell me your favorite color because I view colors as your personality. So we want to paint the picture, if you will, wow. on 4.0 okay, so of who is Cashin describing me or am I describing me or do we describing each other? You, uh, hey, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Are, are you going to argue that? Oh my God, okay. No, we can. We other? totally can. Uh, okay. Three okay. words to describe me, Cashin. Be nice. And what color am I? And I'm oh no, you have to pick your favorite color. Okay, fine. No, yeah. no, it's not a favorite color. It's a favorite, it's the color that represents you. My favorite color what represents yes. me are two very different experiences. Agreed. We, okay, Agreed. So. Black and yellow. Over here. So do we have? Okay, so I have to then apply a color to her. Oh, I love this. Yes. Okay. Oh my god, there's so many options. I'm like, it's really stressful. I hope you edit out this. Like, you could do a gradient of colors. Oh, if you want. Uh, oh my god, I do a color picker. Like morning to night. Right? I already, you already know the color. It's only you said nose picker. <laughs> Okay, she's a um, nose picker. Nose picker. No. Okay, so uh, Taylor is ambitious. She okay. is. This is two words. Ball buster. Um, oh, I like it. Sassy pants. Yes. Um, but she's also very inspiring. Oh. So yeah. Um, and then her color. I guess. I feel like our color at work is like both she and I would be like electric blue, like that really pretty, mm. like royal blue. Ooh. Um. Yeah, I think that would be the way that I would describe us wow. or her. I'm wow. no, us. Oh my god, I, that's how I this. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think it's a it's a power color, but it's not like in your face. It's not like a bright red or something like that. It's it's I'm here, and it's a very sturdy color. I feel like it's something that anybody can kind of relate to, but it's also a presence, right? So right. yeah, okay. Um, um, that's gonna be hard no to pressure. know after. <laughs> um, I would describe Cashin as striking. Because she is very, Ooh. to me, she's strikingly beautiful, but I think she definitely has, like, Ooh. features that are not in common. Like, you know, she doesn't have blonde hair and green eyes like the rest of us. Um, so it's just, like, right. she's strikingly, like, beautiful. Um, and I would also say she is very, how do you describe this word? I see, you're, like, complimenting my vocabulary, and this is, like, proof it's not. Um, it's, like, when you're really good at solving problems. Oh, um, what is that called? That's called it's something. tactful. She's strategic, not strategic, strategic, mastermind, strategic, mastermind, mastermind. strategic yeah. very much so. Um, and she is, um, unity is the other word that I would describe Cashin with. She unites everybody and everything, like regardless if she likes it or not. Um, so I'm like striking, <laughs> strategic and, um, yeah, uniting and uniting. That's, that's, oh, that's very fun. And then, and what her color, color is, is mauve? 
I'm sorry, Cashin. It's just who you are as a person. It's like purple, but with a twist, you know? And it's also like, mm. she's really enjoyed by millennial. Like, I think that these, these colors now come in millennial tones. Like, orange is like creamsicle now. Millennium orange is like creamsicle. So I'm like, you're millennium purple, which is moth. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's there's a millennium pink and it's like basically our whole establishment it's, it's our entire clinic is like some so, form of pink and chandelier so it's like a dusty it's like a dusty, yeah, like a dusty rose like a dusty rose but mauve is definitely her her entire like you guys the story of our podcast art is probably the funniest thing like this is how psycho of a best friend I am to her this man was ready to kill me the cover art um, he is his name is Shaheen he's fantastic if anybody needs the recommendation but this man sent me probably 15 versions of a picture, all the same picture, just in 78 different colors because I am a psychopath. <laughs> and her lips, I was like, okay, Shaheen, you are not understanding what the word mauve is. So I <laughs> called him on the phone, like, because she wears this <laughs> lipstick called Bow and Arrow from now, which is not Kat Von D. It was a... Anymore, which is a whole nother very tragic story we won't get into. But um, this uh-huh. man, I made get on FaceTime with me. Go on Sephora.com, go to Kat Von D, <laughs> look up bow and arrow, and color match this tone on Sephora. That's how crazy I am about her representing mobs. She's like, I hate everyone. Aww. I'm like, why? She's like, my lipstick. And I'm like, okay, I got you. So yeah. if you look at our cover art, that is Moth, and it's bow and arrow by Kat Von D. <laughs> So, hey, if Kat Von D's listening and you want to sponsor um, exactly. the Rosé Room. Exactly. <laughs> it couldn't be more true. It's like, I bet everyone asks me what color, like, lip color I'm wearing, and you can't see it now because, of course, we're, like, literally talking to you after we literally eat lunch. And then the dark. So, yeah, like, and then the, the dark. We turn off our new It's either in the dark or the closet. Like, you guys are so dumb I can't know I can't no it's okay because I'm like I'm coming home from a full day of work full day of yes I said that right full day of work and I feel like when I get home I'm like I looked like that oh my gosh no one (laughs) told me me. and then the best is like you have food up in your teeth I'm like oh thank god everybody's like 15 for you though like everybody's ugly around, you know what I mean? Like everybody's going through it. All your oh, students are your ugly. Students. You know what I mean? Because 15 is Well, weird. the best thing is like, I feel like I'm walking down the hallway and I feel like I'm Britney Spears. and like, you are. yes, and I look in the mirror. I'm like, oh. I'm like, oh, oh nope, nope, nope. High no. school's great because everybody's going through it. Like the teachers don't need to be any better. I'm yeah, still going it's through it. It's where everybody's still trying to find their way. <laughs> Listen, I just finished my Invisalign. So oh, listen, I'm still in it. Oh, I was like, so hi, guys. <laughs> Today we're gonna, you know what one kid said to me? So I'm, you know, the first day you wear them, they're like, did you always have a lisp? I'm like, like, oh my God, so like, I'm like, no. So now we know your color. Now we know you about, so everyone can kind of paint this picture. Everyone probably literally paused the podcast just to go look at your artwork to see now what you're talking about with this lip color. Um, So welcome back if you're just joining us. So now that we've, (laughs) we've done like more of the personal side, I want to get into the business side because I really want people to understand um, what it is to own a business and on 4.0 in life, it is you guys, like you are literally living your life. You are super young. You went, you grabbed the bull by in Torrance and you went in full gear. So what I basically want people to know is, and look at me cheating, looking at my notes because I'm such a cheater. Um, our youth society is very different today. Everybody's like, Oh, I'm going to, I do voices. Oh, I'm going to open up a business too. Like I'm going to go on Instagram. I'm going to be famous. And yeah, no, like tell everyone truly like about the hustle and what it's really like, like how has your lives changed at such a young age? What have you given up to create this business? Ooh, they're both extremely different for Cashin and I. 
Um, I think that's like the one thing about having a partner. So a lot of the girls that I see on Instagram or, you know, even who are like, I'm going to go start a business. And that was me, by the way, at 20 years old, not knowing one thing about anything, starting a business and not really knowing how um, that was going to impact me. But I think having a partner for me has really made this particular business significantly different. Um, so I think I would preface this by really saying if you have the opportunity to start a business and you're serious about the dedication that that goes into, try to pick partners or at least one amazing person that you love, adore, and can work with to go through the journey because I've had both. I talked about this before on our podcast. Like I've had a business without Cashin. I've had a business with Cashin. Um, the one that I have support and a team with is way stronger than the one that I have to manage by myself. So if anything like about the hustle is a don't buy, don't be naive enough to think you can do it alone for number one. Like that's, that's like, I would preface anything, any question we ever get about business is like have somebody that can ride or die for you. Cause it's hard not to, I think that's what we were talking about with our last podcast. We did a collagen with Gina and Holy dose. And you know, she, we have an amazing sponsor in our podcast and she does collagen and she started her following. Yeah. She's amazing. <laughs> she's 25 years old, you guys. And I'm like, not to get off topic of us, but like 25 and running this business basically alone. So, um, she was telling us some of her challenges and I'm like, you know, for me, um, I, this is Taylor, by the way, if people don't know the difference between our voices yet, I think the business I started at 27 was such a big one for me because it was my career choice at that point in starting a business and we had always just been playing around making money in our hustle like doing makeup or you know doing modeling atmosphere like helping with hosting like in vegas it's very transient you're used to making that kind of money quick um so when i turned 27 i was ready to start a business that meant something but i really wanted a brand um so i've had to sacrifice a lot of monetary like fulfillment and just getting money quick you know when you start a business you're like i'm ready to drive a bentley and your balance sheet might look like that but at the end of the day like kylie jenner isn't saying she's a billionaire because she has one billion dollars in her bank account her empire is worth that and whether she takes it home or not is a different story so for me the sacrifice has been my time and money um and i'm sure for cash and it's been slightly different not that you've like I'm the reason she's not driving. No, I think to touch on your point, I think the landscape in which you can start a business is changing. It's different. Like you can actually be famous on the internet and you can accrue a lot of money. How to do that is all, it takes skill and talent that they don't teach in school. Like you're not going to go into class, the classroom and learn about how to be an influencer or how to start an online business, right? Like even when I was in college, I went to school for journalism and I minored in marketing and online marketing was a huge part of our curriculum. But even like what they're teaching in school is about five to seven years behind what's actually trending. And that was in 2014, you know? So um, I'm 27 now, I'll be 28 this year. And I have been a part of startups since I was about 23. So being someone's right hand or being in control of operations and having to be a tactician and being strategic and problem solving is important because it, there is always a problem, right? And that was what we had basically gathered with our last interview with Gina Holzer, as Taylor said, who was our sponsor. But, you know, I think the internet also glamorizes being entrepreneurial. It, it is incredibly difficult. There's like, even if I'm not 
um, schedule to be in clinic on the weekends doesn't mean that we're not talking about clinic every single day. Doesn't mean that I don't talk to the staff that's there every day. Um, running a social business, like we were able to accumulate this much success just off of Instagram efforts, right? Like, and that's not expanding to Facebook ads, Google ads, um, running any kind of email marketing campaigns. Like very rarely do we do that. And so having to have the manpower behind that, like it, it takes a lot. So I think that when people feel like they can be become famous on the internet and have a brand, the answer is you can, but not everyone is good at that. Um, and a lot of the time, it, the day-to-day -day operations will really eat up a lot of that creative, uh, the creativity side of it, um, because you're just like, wow, I just had to spend all this money, and this person's complaining, or you know, we did a great job today, but it's it's a really long ten to twelve hour day, and now I have to also do a full Instagram campaign, talk to every single person on there. We have to take the time to actually create the content, edit the content, distribute it, and respond to everybody who interacts with it. It's a lot. Yeah. And on top of it, I think that Cashin is so great because she really takes our brand into control. Like, you know, she'll really tell us the vision. But I think the one thing as women in business or, you know, an influencer in business and just starting and instantly being famous, because if you think about it, like we are those girls that just flipped on the internet and we had a good product and people bought it. Not everybody is as fortunate with that type of manpower, but when you start making over a million dollars, and I know it sounds like a ton of money, it's a hard thing because you compete in a world full of very wealthy, rich white men. And when I say that, it's even down to how somebody at the bank treats you. So we are sitting here today, basically self-made with me, Cashin, and my parents and our awesome staff. Um, no one has ever you know, partnered with us in a financial manner, and we've never really gotten a bank loan. So in two years of being open, it's been blood, sweat, and sacrifice. Um, in addition to learning how to compete in a very ravenous, savage world that we as mixed race women never, ever saw. I mean, like the, the problems that you, not even problems, but like even taxation. Like I didn't know that, you know, certain things were paid. I didn't know that you could get certain loans based on having a certain amount. Like the, the way that the rich or the super wealthy operate are within parameters that you and I would never understand. And I'm like, and it's really financial literacy. And for us, this business has taught us, yes, how to hustle, but above all, how to be financially literate. And it wasn't something we knew we were ignorant about until we started a business. So, you know, when, when talking to women about wanting to start a business, great, do it, jump in head first, I'm all down. Um, but also know that the financial and technical literacy that's required behind executing as well as any other brand like Facebook or like that's who we want to be in life. I want to be ubiquitous. I want everybody to know us, maybe not from this business, but from our, you know, our duo as partners. And that is so savage. I can't even like, I can't even describe to you guys like how intense that's been mm -hmm. as, as a lesson for us. Yeah. And to touch on what it's been like, it's a lot of sacrifice and it's a lot of people around you not really understanding Hey, I, I can't be out late. I have to really like go to work tomorrow and I have to be sober at work tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Like <laughs> I can't be staying out late. I've had to totally reconstruct my schedule on a day-to-day -day basis. Like I wake up at five o'clock in the morning. I'm at the gym by six. I'm literally at work by like nine o'clock. I have to factor in groceries. It's, it's a lot of time management. Like it's no different than you having a kid and also having a full-time job, which I don't know how you do. Yeah. Um, genuinely, I have one job and no kid and one apartment that I live in alone. And I'm like, somebody help me. Like this is so hard. Like it's tedious. 
and I don't have any time. And it's just like, you know, it's so it, but see, like I could turn it off you guys. And this is what I give you so much credit for. Like, I don't know, like being a mom is hard, but owning a business, you can't turn it off. You have to be on your game at all hours because who's to say like, knock on wood, this would never happen, but you have a water main break. Yeah. If it's four o'clock in the morning, sorry, you're the owners, you're getting up, you're coming to work and it's on you. Absolutely. You guys, you know, you have to take the good and the bad and still make sure you create everything you want, you know, your med spa to be. And I, I honestly say the, I was scrolling through when I first heard about you guys, on your Instagram, it's because you're real. It's because you're not hiding anything. It's because you're showcasing what your true passion is. And I think that's why you guys do so well because it's not just, you know, two pretty faces on the screen. It's, hey, this is our life. This is what we do. This is our business and we love it. And I'm obsessed. It's interesting that you highlight that because um, as in the beauty world and amongst women, we are encouraged and empowered and we love that. Um, in the business world, I can't tell you it's done me much good. So that's the weird part is, you know, for what we are loved and adored and make our money for in the financial and business realm, I mean, Kasha and I worried about what we're wearing, like how our hair is, you know, like I told her when we first started, like, don't wear glittery nails, even though I have glittery nails today. But, you know, it's, it's a whole, it's a whole like premise about, you know, having this like, yep, you have to sacrifice everything, wake up at 4am, you know, be amazing, be people's boss and have everybody look up to you around because, you know, Kasha is the operator here. Um, and then be real. So thank you, you know, for saying it. And I think being real has always been something that we aim. I, I aim for, and Cashin's been great at our whole life. I think if anything, like in, in our podcast, Cashin's pushing you to be more honest. Um, and it's it's a hard thing because you know you're judged. You're you're you make your money on what you're judged for, and then on top of it, it's like, well, good luck at the bank. So yeah, it's been it's been <laughs> like an interesting one. So thanks for saying it, and yeah. um, you know, of course, and it, and yeah, it's like it feels good. Yeah, I think too, it, it's, I, when I came on board with Taylor to do this, we really wanted, I think in her mind, I think the brand evolved into what it is today, but it, in her mind, it was something different. And so mm -hmm. as we kind of chugged along, um, you know, I was like, we have to expand this a little bit and we have to make it a brand that people can have a piece of, even if they're not coming in to see our service providers, even if they're not mm -hmm. coming in to purchase merch, like, you know, the podcast felt like a really organic way to get people who didn't have the opportunity to come and see us to get to know us as people. And I think also it's important to highlight that our podcast is actually not about Botox and filler, which I know that, you know, um, but we very little talk about that kind of thing. We really focus on, Hey, like this is an extension of who we are, but the people that make it real are what make it inspiring and relatable. And it's like, yeah, like my hair is in a ponytail today because I've had no time to wash it because we're busy, you know, and that's the reality of it. And then when I leave here today, it's a mad dash to the grocery store. It's a mad dash to the, take a shower because I have to be in bed by like no later than nine to do it all over again tomorrow. Right. And you know, that's relatable. Not like, Oh my God, I've got like an entourage of people who do my hair and makeup and I have a wardrobe stylist. Like girl, I'm in scrubs every day. I don't even think I wash this pair. Sorry. Um, but you know, it's just like, that's, yeah, <laughs> but that's, that's kind of what we wanted to really showcase. And, you know, because Taylor and I both grew up in Las Vegas, having the support of our friends and family who obviously are still very much here was a really fun thing to see. So I think more than anything, the people who have been supportive of the, of the brand, like want to see us win because they've seen us in all areas of our life, which has been really fun. 
Yeah. I, it's like, I mean, I, it's you're painting and, and that's leading to my next question. You guys are painting this story. Like, you know, this is kind of going into the story, into the brand. Like, how did you, because this is the thing you talked about the hustle of creating what you have now, but how did this all come about? I mean, I Taylor, I know you said you, you were like, yes, I'm going to own a business, <laughs> but like, how did you two, you know, say let's join forces and let's create this awesome med spa where people are going to come, want to continue to come. And two years later, you guys are rocking it. Ooh, well, I did not know that Cashin was going to be my partner when I first started DuRose Beauty Refinery. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically what happened is my parents were retiring from their jobs as nurse and heart surgeon. So my dad oh my was, God. I know my dad was done. My what? mom was done and they were both probably the two best medical professionals I had ever met. Um, I'm biased, but my dad was a very, very talented heart surgeon my whole life. So um, I was sad that he was bored and he was 75. And I'm like, boo-boo, you cannot be sitting at home every day driving me crazy. So I said, hey, do you want to learn Botox? And my mom had had terrible experiences with skincare products and skincare treatments um, as a black and white woman. So I was like on a mission to figure out how to service people that looked a little different than mainstream Kardashian or like, you know, a Britney Spears or something like that. I just wanted people who looked different, who felt different, um, to have excellent service that matched their needs. So obviously fast forward six, seven months of building an establishment, having to like drive my other staff crazy and my other business, like making me help. They're amazing too. Um, but as that translated, my mom started working and getting really talented. And my dad was kind of like, okay, this is like finally great. Let's hire people. So uh, Cashin had just come home from New York City. And I was like, hey, do you want to come and um, do this with me? And when I first started this, it was just like, hey, come and help me run social media. And mm-hmm. once we did, it was, you know, obviously Cashin's going to tell you all about her career here. Um, but it was really important to me as we built this business that Cashin got her own piece. And I think that that's like a really big thing for me as a business owner. Like if you have a business partner um, and they don't have obviously like a ton of money to give you, especially if you're millennials, um, sweat equity is what they call that in Wall Street. And I I really believe it. Yep. It's sweat equity. (laughs) You sweat your equity. Um, And cash and bleeds for me, actually, it's blood equity if it's any, if it's anything. So, you know. I'm so jealous of this friendship you guys have. It's not only a friendship, it's a business friendship because I've had my friends work here and it hasn't worked out. Like, oh my God, we could have a whole podcast on hiring your friends. It's terrible. And the Um, answer is don't. Don't, and not because you don't love them. It's just because you can't be their their partner. So I'm like, cash and got a, a part of this business because it was a brand not only she resonated with, but she grew. She grew us there. So that's kind of how like DR got started. It was just an idea I had. Um, and obviously talented parents make that possible. But uh, cash is really the main reason why we're as popular on Instagram and how we made our money. So that's like a whole like thing I'm sure she'll Yes to. and no. Um, the reality is, too, <laughs> that Taylor's not highlighting is that she definitely knows how to do graphic design and photography and editing and videography, mm, which is very you. important <laughs> because those are <laughs> very expensive uh, people to pay outside of this business if you don't know how to do it yourself. <laughs> True. <laughs> so I think uh, to to kind of take it to the beginning, um, I had been, as I said, working in startups before. Um, a lot of that was entertainment and event-based. And I had been working for people who I felt had incredibly large egos with very short tempers. And Mm -hmm. it was a toxic environment that I felt was never going to let me grow past a ceiling. I was never going to grow out of someone's shadow. And I just really wasn't meant to be in that kind of place. Um, And I wasn't making any money. 
Um, I wasn't making any money with the mindset of like, you just keep your head down and you work hard and you'll get there eventually. That's actually not true. Um, you'll get to the place where you get to by fighting to the nail and being very vocal about not being underneath someone's thumb, especially when it's not fair. And so I had actually left my job and I was like, I'm going to take two months off. I'm just going to chill. I want to, like, I had been an incredibly stressful work situation. I had lost like a lot of weight. I was gaunt. I was running on like four hours of sleep at night. Like it was oh insane. God. So I was like, I'm not going to do anything and I don't care. And I'm going to go hang out with my friends in New York. I'm going to enjoy the holidays. And Taylor had asked me, Hey, I really need help with branding and social media. Can you help me with the Mets one? I'm like, I don't think that there's anything on this earth that screams cash in more than pink neon signs, chandeliers, and like <laughs> injections. So I was like, yeah, yes. it was like the house of cash like disco. <laughs> if you, Ooh, yeah, it's the house of cash house of cash Oh my God. And it's next project. Yeah. Next project. <laughs> it's going to be a pink pop-up coming to a city near there you. There you go. Um, I love it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and not going to lie, like when we first started this place, it wasn't open right away. So we're talking 10, 12 hour days where we're like changing the wallpaper, changing the furniture. Do we like this? What yeah. vendors do we Fighting have? With <laughs> Fighting with Taylor's mom because she had a very oh. different vision for this place. Um, and we're like, no, no, no. We, what, is, what was her vision? Not this. Um, <laughs> I think okay. so. Dorinda is, a medical? No. Oh my God. More like her house. Floral. Like she's Very trying to have floral. Yeah. If you could think oh. of the most cluttered space in the world, but pretty, like that would be what she Shabby, called. chic with flowers and diamonds everywhere. And we were like, we need this to be oh. uh, chic, but and also so clinical. And also mean? like we can't have clunky furniture. And Taylor and Dorinda were like, that would talk about a TV show. It was so funny. Her mom literally had <laughs> cried one time because Taylor got rid of this flower arrangement and she just sat on the couch and just started crying. And I was like, we I'm just can't be here. I'm screaming. I'm like, I don't care. A neon sign is going there. Get your thing out of here. She's I'm so upset. Oh, was it a painting? It was like a or huge, huge, was like, like orchid a, in yes. the biggest pot of your life. It was just, <laughs> my <laughs> mom, my mom's version is like, have you guys ever, do you know Lisa Vanderpumpus? yes okay i love her if my mom was that level of wealthy her too like everything Mackenzie mm. Chuck, like my mom it has such amazing taste it's just the flowers needed to be from hermes and i'm too poor so like, that would have been them. great if it was luxury it just they have flowers yes, girl, oh, oh my god and gucci has like room dividers for eighty two thousand dollars so I too. Yes, I know you're looking at me, but these. Exist. I'm just gonna finally on my cricket yeah. and call it real. Go okay, it. like <laughs> go for it. That's my mom too. My mom would have sewn it with you. Cricket. So, <laughs> so yes, we also had to fight with them um, with other people's version of a brand, but Cashin really built the brand. Like if you walk into our clinic, you can see there's neon signs everywhere. Um, it's like how did. How did we come up with like, how'd you come up with all this? How'd you come up with the name? I didn't come up with the neon signs. I think Taylor and I were looking at what we, we kind of sat down and we're like, what do we like? Right. And we're right. like, we like chandeliers. Mm -hmm. We really, mm -hmm. marble was a huge part of our brand when we first started, which we've since phased out. Um, but you know, we have a lot of, we want to bring in more of the like mauvey pink textures. So like mm -hmm. we have some of our brand for our online store, we do manufacture like a brush soap, a makeup brush soap, as well as lip scrub. So that has its own branding as well that we were like, this is more of our brand versus what we first started with. Um, but the name is actually Taylor's. Oh, it was my baby. It was my, <laughs> well, I was one of my mom's middle name is Rose. So I was trying to okay. be, and I was like, I everything French I love. Like I had been to France a couple times. 
So I had done two different pink tones, like a rose gold and a muted gold, like a muted rose color, not like a metallic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was like two pink colors. And in French, two pink colors means du rose or du rose. Because uh, okay. so like, we have a two-tone it. monochromatic theme and my mom's name was Rose and really it's French it Aww. sounded fancy like haha like I I don't I feel like I say it wrong because I, I feel like I don't like it's it's do no no stuff. it's do it's a do rose okay. yeah because like, how do you say it in French de, 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 rose, I don't even know. yeah they would kill me right uh now. it's <laughs> de but I mean no one's gonna say that no. here so it's just do rose oh my gosh girl what we call <laughs> hey guys I need to go the rose but and cat. people call it okay. ducks rose ducks rose I hope you're ducks I hope rose. no they have no idea how to say it so ducks? yeah do x like ducks because it's d-e-u-x so people but um, it's i know one would think one would think it would be not that hard wait when they call and make an appointment oh. hi yes is this cashton oh my god i love your podcast with taylor um i'm here for ducks rose Oh, yes. Day Rosé, we get that one, too. Oh, that's Rosé. That's Jewel, <laughs> who has worked here for almost two years, who so calls it Day Rosé. And I'm like, Love hello? It. Like, that's Do you work here? here? Do you work here four days a week? What's going on? That's it. Get out. That's get, out. get out. Get out. We love her. She's, such, she's so good at the hydrofacial machine. We'll forgive her. She's... <laughs> she's incredible you should do pop quizzes you should go you know when you guys do your videos pop quiz what is the name of our salon because you're a teacher this is why you do this (laughs) (laughs) it's not a salon it's a med pa med pa it's a yeah a med spa someone like my watch went off and it just like threw me off for a loop and i'm like oh oh, i can't function (laughs) (laughs) clearly i am blonde everyone knows that so I'm sorry. Yes, right? Yeah, girl. I, I, we have our days too, please. I'm on in the box. Sounding kind of the airhead girl that I sound, you know, I see there's always a trend in the world, right? And med spas are popping up everywhere. I know in Jersey, it's like they're literally like a Dunkin' Donuts. So they're on yeah. every corner. But like how, you know, how does one... I don't know. Like what's, how does one really know that it's a great spot med spa versus not a great one? And not, not that we have to bash anybody, but like we want to do our research. We want to do our homework. And then what makes you guys so unique and different from all the others out there? Ooh. Oh, can I? Of course. You guys, okay. Passion is our spokeswoman. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, we actually, a lot of our current social media branding is based on that exact question. How do you know if you're going to the right place? So whether or not right. it's our clinic or not, isn't really, I mean, of course we care about that. We want that, but we also are very aware that a lot of the people who follow us don't live here. So, mm-hmm. um, and we're seeing that in our podcast numbers too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <'cause, laughs> I'm raising my hand. Yes. Um, so the first thing is to do your own research, like identify what it is that you are feeling like you would like to modify. And again, I think people go into these treatments with the same expectations that they would with cosmetic surgery. And that's really not a good place to be because these are very temporary solutions. It's to give you volume or like where you've lost it. It's to expand tissue like in your lips where you need it. It's to freeze your forehead if you want that and et cetera, et cetera. But it's also to go in with the expectations to understand like these things are meant to modify and tweak in very modest ways. So if you're trying to go in and completely look like Khloe Kardashian and you don't look like her, it, mm-hmm. we can probably get you there, but it's going to take a lot of money. It's going to take a lot of seedings and that's probably not something you're going to be happy with. So I think that you need to start with identifying what it is that you'd like to change 
And then once that's been established, you start to look at clinics, um, whether you're prepared to go out of, out of town for that, we have people who come and see us as well, or if you'd like to go more local, look at their before and afters. For real, like look at their before and afters. If you're saying that you want to look for lip filler, do your own research first. Like look at the look at the kind of hyaluronic acid fillers. That's what they're called. Uh, understand the longevity and lifespan of them. Understand that they are dissolvable. Uh, look up techniques. There are different kinds of techniques for different kinds of lips, right? So if I, there's if you're trying to go for a certain result, there are ways to get you there. Um, and see if your injector offers a variety in technique. Uh, that's another thing. It's not filler is filler is filler, but uh, the injector is what makes the difference. And if you're if you're going to a place and you don't feel confident in the answers that she's just talked about, like if you're looking online and you're like, oh, what's the best technique? Make sure that when you go in to a clinical environment, there is a great opportunity to ask a million and one questions. At our clinic, we have MAs and nurses in the injectable portion, or we have a very well-versed esthetician. Um, during your skincare appointment. So depending on what you're seeking, um, it's a very extensive consultation that you're getting before. In the injectables department even, we do measurements. So a nurse and a MA are measuring your face, are talking to you about what you're trying to accomplish. And like Hashin said, if you're not going to a place that is us, make sure that your injector is spending time with you. Make sure the medical staff is spending time. Make sure that the clinical environment looks clean. People should be unboxing things in front of you, should be taking things out of packaging in front of you, should be telling you and showing you what they're doing. If it's secretive, if you can't find before and afters, if your injector doesn't want to tell you what they're putting in your face and wouldn't give you your medical record afterward, do not participate at that clinic. While it's not to be expected to be the same result as cosmetic surgery, it is just as serious. Absolutely. So, you know, the needles and the recovery is as long maybe as some of these procedures, but patients are coming in during lunchtime or, you know, right after work. And we really have to remember while a great brand and while pink and beautiful, you know, our medical staff is top notch. My dad's board certified heart surgeon. My mom is a board certified nurse and echocardiograph, you know, technician. And all of our MA staff is up to that level too. If you don't feel like your injector or your staff has been trained or can answer your questions, I would ditch any deposit and walk out. You guys like your face isn't worth it. Well, and that too. And also, Keep in mind, there's very little training, like for injectors. Yeah. So in some states, uh, sorry, in some states, you can be an esthetician and be an injector, which is incredibly scary oh, to me. Yeah. Um, for a few reasons. I mean, you know, you're talking about like you can go blind with any injection. If somebody were to hit an artery that runs in your face and they haven't identified that, like you can go that area can go into necrosis and you can lose it. Um, you know, there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of product that people aren't aware of. Like if you're not asking your injector, what kind of product they're using, um, Mm -hmm. and you have no idea about injections, which is why I don't recommend anybody go into injections blind, like do your research, see what popular fillers are, see what you would think, and then have an educated conversation with your injector about that. Um, so if you're not going to somebody who understands facial anatomy, you have to go. You cannot go into that. It is incredibly scary to do so. And I think people forget that while these treatments are trendy, they are equally as serious. And people are just excited because it's an immediate result. They're like, oh my God, it's so fun. I can walk out with like prettier lips or like cheekbones or, you know, my face is going to be frozen and like 
three to five days, three to seven days. So, you know, these things are immediate and they're fun, but also there are some risks that are associated with that, that people don't really talk about either. So we do talk about that a lot with our own patient education, because I don't want somebody coming in here with the wrong expectation. And uh, make sure when you look around, if you're not coming to see us, that they have some medical equipment to help be safe. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few key things that you'll notice in um, a medical facility that's doing specifically med- medical injectables or anything with needles. Um, they always should be wearing gloves. Like if you're getting an injection with no glove, run. Um, and there's some vein finders. Uh, we see a lot in the, in the nose jobs. If you didn't, if you guys don't know, you can put filler down the bridge of the nose. And it creates more of a smooth and, like, they call it a liquid nose job. It almost mimics a rhinoplasty. But this is so dangerous. Um, and if they're not using things like a Doppler, which is something that helps you find an artery. Um, so, like, my mom is obviously certified for that. And she's the only one in our clinic who can do it because we have to have that tool to help identify. So, if you're getting a procedure that's more than just lips and Botox, make sure you're looking for safety type of things mm-hmm. that you can see a doctor or a, or a nurse use in conjunction. So, you know, the vein finders to make sure they're not hitting any veins, the Dopplers for your arteries, like make sure that if you're getting these bigger procedures that they are using safety tools because mm-hmm. that's a big one that we see a lot of like other clinics, you know, these machines can be ten, twenty thousand $20,000 a piece. And if I wasn't heavily invested in the safety of our brand, we wouldn't have them. So look for safety measures too when you're going in to see people because, you know, whether you know better or not, it's just you can tell when someone's being safe and cautious. Absolutely. And I think that makes like you guys so unique because I, first of all, I haven't, I didn't know half the things. And then the fact that you are, you both are so well educated on everything going on, but then to have the certify this, like your father certified your mother and everyone I that just I I can imagine the people come in are just put at ease like okay and I saw like the measurements on your video I'm like that's crazy like I don't think I've ever seen people like I don't know what I'm looking at probably not the right one like look at the because you see Dr. Pimple Popper so of course you go on the internet you're like ooh, nose surgery all this stuff and then you see like Botox and sometimes you see people doing it without gloves on and now I'm like oh wait wait a second like no probably not a good idea they're putting a toxin with a needle into your face like you want your you want to wear gloves like you wouldn't even ingest a cake if somebody made it without like and I, Safety I think we have very, we have very little like negative or detractor feedback, like very little that we have. Um, I think that the one thing is that we struggle, not we struggle, but every clinic that does this is expectation of recovery. Um, so like if you, if you like, got your lips done for the first time and you swelled up like terribly, cause that's one of the <laughs> effects that you can have, like, um, right. patients freak out. So having amazing customer oh. service in addition to like, we have a clinical phone at all times that if like I had a patient leave here and she noticed something that was unusual or uncomfortable 24 hours a day, our phone is monitored. So, and then mm-hmm. the patient gets that clinical phone number for getting an injection. So you can tell like just when people are so serious with your clinical care, um, and it, it's just a plus that it's cute and we have a nice Instagram, you know, yeah. that's like just a plus. It's like right. make sure the clinical environment that you're participating in really is clinical. Like that's like number one, like dear Lord, please yeah. make sure they have the proper <laughs> things. It's, we see it all the time. We view a lot of people, even in Russia, like our estheticians doing this amazing technique with lips and it's like, not sanitary or they're using gels that aren't supposed to be used and it's just a little bit more dangerous. So yeah, mm-hmm. make sure that you and your injector both 
know the expectation you have and is very clear about the expectation after. Like if you're going to an event, don't get your cheeks done like the day before, you know? Yeah, no. That's... But they do, they come in and they'll be like, I'm, I'm getting married in three days and I like want to get cheek filler. And it's like my injector didn't ask that question or they fill that out right. wrong on form. I just maybe ruined someone's wedding day. Yeah, so, somehow it's your fault. Exactly, it's not, but, exactly. but yeah. it's important as a clinic that we're trying to like do patient care because so many patients just don't know, you yeah. know, so it's hard because yeah. we're trying to educate and entertain at the same time. It's very mm-hmm. difficult. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm moving into your procedures. I'm trying to like, I'm getting more involved. I listen, I know uh, I'm a slacker. I'm a tomboy. Okay. I literally, so I use, it's so funny. My mom, my mom usually finds me all the good products. I had really bad acne growing up. And then, you know, uh, I had my son and like occasional pop-ups I have, but I never, like, I'm not, I'm not happy. Like, I wish I had, you know, I'm getting older and I, when I smile, I'm like, oh my God, what is that stuff on my face? Like, I'm just <laughs> very sensitive. I'm the worst critic of the world. My husband's like, you're beautiful. I'm like, but you have to say that because you put a ring on it. <laughs> and I've been obsessed. Like I watch videos on hydro, hydrofacials, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a good stepping stone to getting into better skincare. I use like goat's milk on my face Ooh. and I use, um, oh my God, revolution. What is it? Uh, hi, how do you say Hyaluronic that? acid. Yeah. So I use that 5% mm-hmm. with my moisturizer. And then I told you guys last time I use La Mer around my eyes. Because that's my saving grace. That's a saving grace. And please let me be youthful for the rest of my life. Yes. But I see this hydrofacial and I see like the gunk and that's what, ridiculous. That's what attracts me. I'm like, ew, I need to get that done. No, and, and it should be attractive to people because it literally purifies your pores. Because yeah. even though- looking, So what would be black though for me? It would be black. Oh my gosh. Oh, you'd be surprised. There are people, especially if you're in a congested area, not that you live in like a like New York city where it's like you're piled on top of one another, but you know, even in Vegas, there's a ton of smog. So like we tell people you need to, and it's very dry. I'm like, you have to come in every four to six weeks because we really need to get out what's embedded in your skin because your skin absorbs everything. Right. Um, and even though you don't have more obvious ailments, right? Like you have great skin. it, It obviously looks like you take care of it. You don't have like, um, discoloration or anything like that, but that doesn't mean that it's not dirty. I know it is like I'm like sitting there and I'm like scrubbing and then I try to exfoliate every now and then but I have such sensitive skin that mm-hmm. when I exfoliate it's like hello red so I have to do it on a Saturday night because that's my party <laughs> night right and so Sunday if I'm home it's like nobody's gonna, I, I'm at the point where I really don't care anymore like I'm the one at the beach with the giant hats on and the goggles because I don't want sun hitting my face. Girl, that's been me. You can't pay me to get a tan. I have a question because I think this is like, I'm just, I have my esthetician brain on right now. Um, Do you as a, in your age category and where you live and your skin Mm -hmm. type, do you struggle more with being dry and dull or do you struggle more with fine lines and your, like, what, what are you trying more to work on? What's your main skin concern? Is it like the fine, is it aging or is it the hydration? It's, it's both okay. because I've noticed probably in the last, probably since I had my son. So the last two years, obviously, because once you have a kid, it's like, you're not sleeping. You, it's hard to take care of yourself. I know my hydrate. Listen, I have this whole thing of water sitting here. I no, it's, it's full and that's my fault. I should drink more water, but it, I have very dry skin that I noticed too, that if I put makeup on like around here, around the nose, certain areas, it's dry. And I'm like, Oh my God, it looks like I'm like flaking off disgust. <laughs> and then I, I, like I said, I'm a huge like perfectionist. I want my skin to be youthful forever. And I know that's not the case, but like when I smile, I see like the lines here and it just, it 
bothers me. Okay. I know it shouldn't, well, but I just want to say that you can have the best skincare in the world, but that's not right. going to always fix the aging component. Right. And so. that's why I ask because there's some yeah. for me, hydrofacial is an amazing maintenance. Like yeah. because you're a busy mom and you're like not a lot for downtime and you have 37 minutes a day like to participate. It's a quick 40 <laughs> minute routine that I think really does like get all the dirt out and that like gets you right. prepared. For us, um, Kashina and I, and in the colored demographic, like since we have a little bit more melanin, we like to participate in something called microneedling because we are okay. really trying to get a lot of cell turnover. So for me, as like a woman, I like to participate in more aggressive treatments. My most aggressive treatment, because I, I'm sensitive, is microneedling because I too hate fine lines and I need resurfacing. Um, it's not that I think hydrofacial is amazing. It's one of our mainstay things, and it's definitely something that as dry dull like skin like or I got off a flight or I'm breaking out or like I need help right. like that's an amazing thing but for us an anti-aging microneedling which is collagen so for us like our big thing this year has been collagen therapy so we've been pushing our patients to do collagen therapies in their skincare so we've been doing with these skincare regimens with a lot of collagen we've been doing um, collagen induction therapy which is microneedling if you've never heard of that it literally resurfaces your skin in two or three days very little downtime you can wear makeup afterwards and it mimics the results of a light laser like very light light okay. light and then also to encourage our patients in the ingestible collagen department so don't knock the supplements it really does help um, especially with right. like hair skin mm -hmm. turnover your nails your digestive health um so you know that's why we did partner with the sponsor that we did we actually sought her out and we yeah. were like we really believe in your brand because it is important if people don't want to go the route of cosmetic treatments right there are ways to do that although i think everybody should be participating in injections. <laughs> She's like, all of you need Botox. I do. I, I, do. Oh, please, I do it every day. I'm like, I do think I'm that, too long. and I'll I'm tell you why. Long. Um, because everybody wants to preserve yeah. themselves. Yeah. Period. Yeah. It's why you go to the gym. It's why people are afraid of dying. It is like you are just trying to be you today, and preferably you, you would like to be young. Yeah. Um, Right. Botox will give you all of that. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know what the problem is. It's a very subtle treatment that relaxes excessive muscle movement. And how much natural movement you want to keep is up to you and your injector. You guys have that conversation. So it's not like everyone's going to look plastic. It's not like anyone's going to know. It's just a very good way to preserve who you are for as long as you can. Because the reality is, is that skincare is only going to take you so far. And that's the reality right. of it. I mean, and if you have like that event, like I know like my sister for her 30th anniversary, like my sister's significantly older than me, but she is going through like her like 20 year anniversary at school or what are they reunion, you know, like all the school reunions and things. <laughs> anniversary. Better when you say anniversary. Yeah, it's that, the 20 year <laughs> thing that goes on. Um, and she had not gotten filler until 45. My sister never got Botox filler, anything like was only using skincare until 45 years old. And she goes, okay. Taylor, like when I look at my face, cause my mother had had it with her at one point, she's like, if you don't sit in this chair, I swear. Um, so she had full face injections and you know, her friends were like being kind of mean and like being like, Oh my God, you're so classic. And she's like, girl, I showed up to my reunion looking like mm -hmm. the hottest version of any 45 year old there. Everybody just like totally let themselves go. And she goes, it just gave me a sense of empowerment. She goes, I don't think everybody needs to like do the injectables portion of it. She goes, but if you're not participating in something 
that is beauty related. You know, we do our hair, we do our nails. She goes, I never knew like getting a little under eye filler and some Botox around my eyes would make me look perfect for family photos. So also yeah. these don't have to be things. Kasha and I's whole like brand is about maintaining, but if you're a mm -hmm. woman like thinking about it, go get your, you know, Botox before that big photo shoot once a year. Yeah. It's just, it, it helps yeah. you look more natural and it's not something that you have to maintain. I love when I see these posters, like once Botox, always Botox. Like that's not true. That's yeah. That's not true. I'm so afraid if I get it done and then it's like, I'm not back in the time span. Yeah. All of a sudden it's like, I'm going to have speed up times 10 and then 80 year old grandma forehead. Pops no, and it's also, that's, it literally is impossible because Botox or any of the anti-wrinkles like Dysport and Zeoman train your face to not use those muscles. Yeah. So not only okay. have you not been using them for three to six months now, but you have no longer relied on that for that facial expression. Mm -hmm. So I, at 21, had the most deep 11 forehead wrinkles, and I have not had any anti-wrinkle injections for almost a year now. Oh, these things? Are yes. Nice. And yeah. I still can't really make that movement, but I no longer really do that in my day-to-day. -day. So it is clinically proven to retrain your face to use different muscles. So, it, and also, like, do you want to maintain Botox and not have wrinkles, or do you want to just continue to progressively get wrinkles? Like, I don't really know what the problem is. Where's the protest? You want to have wrinkles or not? Face turn your life away. Yeah. <laughs> we have to do membership because I think um, millennials don't have any money, obviously. Hello, like we're broke. Um, and mm -hmm. Botox is not cheap. So we have this conundrum of like these girls wanting to come in and get half syringes and Botox and like not even be able to afford their car payments or McDonald's. So we did oh. teach our patients through Instagram and through membership that if you allot a certain amount every month, like the gym membership you can participate mm -hmm. a couple times a year for very reasonable amounts that keep you maintained so mm -hmm. we you know we did like that $99 thing for a while and from a business perspective it's a completely different thing than a consumer perspective you know um, it's a, right. a, an amazing way for moms for working people for Millennials for students to maintain themselves in whatever fashion that is you know we have some people who only come and visit us for hydrofacials and you know the aesthetics right. and some of our skincare then we have other girls that are only coming to see us twice a year for Botox or, you know, the girls buying 15 syringes a year, which I have my hand up. That's me. Uh, and we, we look really natural and very um, put together. So I just, I want girls to know like, Hey, like you do your hair, like you do your nails, start to right. schedule and start to allow yourself just a budget every single month or every quarter even for certain facial treatments. You know, and like you said, start with hydrofacial. Go, go get one, you know, in New Jersey. Every, like, yeah, get it out. Cool. Like fresh face, your yeah. star, you know, yeah. fresh face. Your, I don't, fresh face. Star fresh, fresh <laughs> with a fresh face, <laughs> you know, and then like kind of get that realization like, okay, here's your skin. Here's what it should look like. Now get your butt in gear because yeah. I'm not getting. And vitamin C. Obviously. I think you've been doing a lot of the hydrating things. Um, but in life, we have always been taught at, in every single, I think Cash and I have sat through every seminar, every skincare brand we've ever yeah. known. And every single clinical brand of skincare recommends vitamin C. I don't care if your vitamin C is $10 or I don't care if you buy the one that we have from SkinCeuticals for 165 Vitamin C is an absolute necessity in your skincare regimen because it helps fight the radicals of being in the environment and it also helps you know, replenish the skin from its, its necessary like things. Um, so if you 
have to like pick something for your daytime regimen. I was just going to tell you throw in a vitamin C serum yeah. in that regimen you told us about. I was going to say like, would you prefer a serum or ingestible? Um, no, definitely mm-hmm. a serum on the skin. It's sure. a topical. Okay. It like helps with the sun. So it, not to okay. get too technical, but it just helps you with like the sun damage and to resurface. Okay. Um, and clinically and topically, there's great ones out there in all ranges. Like we like yeah. medical grade because you need a lot less but sometimes you can okay. go to Whole Foods or, you know, if you're organic and holistic, there are amazing like citrus type serums that are brightening, you know, vitamin C is just something where I feel like we've learned about HA, we've learned about collagen, like we've learned about all these amazing ingredients, like go back to basics, like vitamin C will help you so much in your regimen. And we want, as like a brand, I always think that this is what it comes back to is like, we just described all these treatments and like where to start. And it's like, you're a busy mom and the teacher. And like, you know, you can't just go get your lips done on a Thursday and go to class on Friday. So it's just, it's really just understanding um, about our brand is educational. Yeah. If you want to follow right. us, all the things that you learn from us are going to help you in whatever clinic you go to or whatever beauty journey that you have. And that's really what the brand that Cashin and I have worked so hard on is and why, you know, she's saying about the podcast because it really is like everyone's so different. Everybody's like, well, and everyone's standard of beauty is different, right? Like what I want to look like is definitely not what other people want to look like. And so I think what people, the misconception about cosmetic treatments like injections with filler and Botox is that everybody's going to come out and look extreme which is not the case. Like filler is such a subtle substance by nature. It is supposed to give you natural enhancement, but there are some people who don't want to look natural. There are some people who want to look extreme and that's in every single industry that you see there are bodybuilders, right? Like not everybody wants to look like that, but you know, if you go to the gym, you're not going to walk out a bodybuilder, right? Like unless you literally go and want to achieve that. Same with body modification, right? You're not going to go into a piercing shop for your diamond studs or your like belly ring and come out with like crazy stuff, but eyebrow piercings and septum piercings. But again, that is what somebody wants. So when you come into our treatment or our clinic for a treatment, we really tailor that to what you want and what you want to look like. And however that is, we'll advise against anybody who wants to go uh, too quickly with too much. But if they already come in and they're like, this is how I want to look, then okay, great. Like for me, I don't care. I want to look very extreme because I do that every day. I have like, I wear full coverage makeup. My hair is usually down and curled every single day. Um, And I want lip filler. Like I just don't care what anybody thinks, but that is what I like to look like. And then there's Taylor who's like, I want Kybella and I want my cheek and jawline done. And I, I, want, I just want to look thin. Yeah. <laughs> I'm seven. I just got Kybella, which is under chin fat injections like Friday. I look crazy, but it's just I like, love it. Still. I love it yeah. so much. It's so fantastic. I give you so much credit. Like I watch the procedures and I'm like, oh, yeah, I do. Well, there's why you're, you're nice. nice. You're nice. <laughs> but again, I, I think that the point is if you're thinking about doing something for yourself, the answer is you, should, you need to for mental health. Like the way yeah. that you feel when you feel like you look good is come think about on your worst day when you're like, I'm so embarrassed. I feel like I look ugly. I feel like all this, like that projection, it just echoes and everything else that you do. So like, I really think it's important for people. If you want to start with like a hydrofacial, great. I think you should do it no less than four times or once a month, every four weeks. Right. Mm -hmm. If you're going to get into a skincare routine, be consistent with it. Like even my boyfriend who comes from like a farm, like a farming town is the most like, all American guy you can get who like loves to be outside and was like totally against sunscreen, totally against all this stuff. He just told me yesterday, he's like, okay, so um, my next paycheck, I'm just going to hand it to you so you can go and get me some 
a full regimen at your clinic. And I was mm-hmm. like, the answer is, Oh, I love yes. it. But it took us two years, you know, yeah. but he, every day he's like, so what do I need to put on my face? Like, oh, how do I put it? What order? You know, put Botox on it. yeah. So <laughs> he does have Botox. But, come here, come take come a here, But you know, the important thing is that once you understand why you need it or why you would want it, you're more inclined mm-hmm. to purchase it, which is why education is so the forefront of our messaging. And what's also is really funny is a 12% of our database is men. Mm-hmm. So 12% of our clientele okay. that are not are men. Um, that's a good amount. It's a, a chunky amount. We say at least two boys a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it awesome. is probably the weirdest one. They're my favorite because they will literally buy anything that you tell them. Yeah. They're like, do I need this? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And um, our, yeah. our partners are both really heavy parts. My dad too. Um, my husband's like, I need under eye filler because like I don't get concealer. And it's so interesting to watch the man's experience in beauty right now too, because they're very consistent. They're, they're number one member. They're like out of 150, 200 members, I think like at least 20 or 30 of them are guys and they come every month and they're so diligent. So it's ironic that we hear a lot of women like my husband's not going to want me to do this or my husband's going to hate this. And then like their husband comes and he's like, can I get Botox too? Like these wrinkles aren't looking (laughs) great. You have to find a different husband. Edging up there too, because they're feeling that type of pressure in society as well. Like even businessmen, we have lawyers that are like, oh, I have a trial in like six weeks. I'm looking really haggard. Like it's a big presentation that's due. So, you know, we've seen a big increase in just how people want to participate in this in general. Mm -hmm. Um, So don't feel like it's, you know, don't feel sheepish, but also don't feel like you've waited too long. Um, We have plenty of stuff in life for you. And, you know, some, some girls are coming to see us at 45. Mm-hmm. And love it. My sister, again, like I said, never got any of this until 45. Oh, we have like a 70 year old patient who comes in and blows like she saves up all year yeah. for it. And she's like, I want my entire mid face done because, you know, your skin, your fat pads start to move down. So, like, when you get jobs, oh. when you get the marionette lines, it's the fat pads in your face that are moving. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you want to come in and correct that. And so, you, whether you're coming to rejuvenate or correct or mm-hmm. even just begin, yeah. you know, there's an option for that too. So don't feel scared and yeah. um, participate in any way and form. And really, I know that we could go on forever, but um, buy a skincare yeah. that matters. I'm so proud of you for buying La Mer. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, you know, I've, it's I've 20 years now. Oh. I've been using it for 20 years. And you're, like, uh, you're like, that's why you look like 28 like me. Yeah. So. Well, that's why I said, I'm like, you know, everyone goes, they don't educate themselves on how to use it. They're not, you know, they're not, um, emulsifying it properly. And I'm like, listen, a little goes a long way. You don't need to take the whole jar and JLo it up. I mean, yeah, yeah, she can afford that lifestyle, but I mean, just for the sole purpose of where I use it. And I mean, it took me a while to like really jump in. I tell my husband, listen, you know, happy wife, happy life. This is all I want. Once a year, get me a tub, maybe more. We're lying together. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But like, this is my, you know, this is my thing. This is what I want. And I've been very like, this is my holy ground. I need this. If I go to bed without it, I wake up and I will go put it on. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And we have a lot of kids, you know, it's so funny too, that you have like 15 year olds that you teach all day, but we've also been teaching a lot of these 15 year olds, like, Hey, acne is hormonal, but you can like, my niece is terrible. You guys, they gave her retinol. They gave her all this stuff at the dermatologist because she has, you know, childhood acne. And finally I just like went in her bathroom and I'm like, one day, what is this? She's getting ready for school. And she's like, Oh, it's my retinoid cream. And I'm like, so wait a minute, you like wash your face at 15 years old because you have acne, put retinoid on and then go play volleyball outside with no sunscreen have you lost your mind and she's like what do you mean and I'm like okay so even kids 15 years old are like looking on the internet going to the dermatologist depending on their parents and I'm like this is why this brand is so important my my niece has been on a regimen for the last like 
two or three months and it's been, her skin is perfect. She doesn't use anything anymore. Like she's a normal kid. So, you know, it's not just, we always take for granted, you know, millennial and gen, gen X and, you know, even like our, my parents, baby boomers are like, Oh, it's just for me. And I'm like, no, these parents are very concerned about their children and their acne or just about that perception. Cause how many times have you, you said you had acne as a kid and it's like, I never thought about having acne as a kid because no one ever mentioned it to me. It's like scarring. So it's like people are trying to figure out even down to 15 year olds. When we look at our uh, analytics, it's, uh, we have like, Oh yeah. From we have the ages, it's 12% also of between the ages of 13 and 17 years old mm-hmm. that watch wow. us. Yeah. And it's, but that's so awesome that they want, you know, they're cause you got like everything you, I wish I could listen to you guys when I was younger because I needed that. Like I had big curly poofy hair. Yeah. Um, you know, braces and I just had like the acne at all. I was the worst. I didn't know how to do makeup on. So I did the, the, Ooh, this is what yes. I did. So it was like two tone. It was so embarrassing and I didn't know what to do. Like this is so, and this is probably, again, this is why you guys are so important to these young ladies and men because you're so educational and you're so aware about self-care, mental health, that it's not just a brand. It's an educational platform on skincare and how it's, if you want to look this way, like you said, extreme, look that way and you're beautiful. If you just want a little nip tuck hair there, then that's it. And Oh my God. I love it. I know. It's beauty. It's beauty as a standard. It's, it's beauty as a standard, not as an individual. And we really right. push, you know, all of that in our clinic. And it's, it's why we have a podcast. So you want to talk to people more about that. And, and it's like how you as a teacher and as a mom, like want to talk to people about that. And there's just no right or wrong way to like go about this. And that's what we really want to tell people. Like, yeah, I hope one day we can make you know, brands and like we can make our own skincare and stuff one day. But if like everybody just knew about vitamin C serum, like I'd be happy. Right. Yeah. So I'm going, I'm going to be on, like, I'll be like, okay, yeah, well, yeah. No, it's okay. We'll send you a couple things. Yeah. We got to send you a few things for yeah. our clinic so that you guys Oh, I, I was already going to ask you guys, like, I have to make you, yeah, like, we'll send you like, a I know like, I have a cricket pack. and I know it's, some people think it's corny, but I have to make you shirts and stuff. Oh my I God. It's so, it's so funny. You said that. Hey um, guys, I'm going to make you a cricket shirt. <laughs> the first packaging we ever did with the brush soap, the logos were made out of a cricket. So I love you. Yeah. They were like our first little experiment ever to make brush soap was part cricket. So yeah. I, I love your hustle. Like crickets make the money. So if you have to have a sponsor, that should be your sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, cricket. Hi, cricket. Listening. So, yes. Do you, does your child have an annoying science project? Don't want to cut all yeah. day? Get a cricket. <laughs> yeah. Get a cricket. Brought to you by the ladies of the Rosie Room. I try. So we're, we're having all this huge conversation and I have so many listeners that may not know where to find you. Where can everyone find you for both, you know, podcasts or, I mean, you don't have to give out individual, you know, oh, Instagrams unless you want to passwords, social security numbers, <laughs> <laughs> credit so card numbers. My Venmo is, uh, just kidding. <laughs> I was like, wait, no, 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 no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, you know, also I would like to plug that in. Um, I'm totally kidding. Uh, so if you guys want to find us, you can look up durose.com. It's D E U X R O S E.com. That is our website. You will get, there's a little chat bot on there. You can be in touch with any of us at any given time. If you want to call the clinic at 702-683-2831 to book any appointments, chat with our service providers. We also do virtual consultations as well. So if you're mm-hmm. in New York, New Jersey, North Carolina, <laughs> wherever, wherever you are, uh, we can have a conversation with you. Uh, 30 minutes. It's a, it's a good time. 
Um, all of our staff is incredibly knowledgeable. And our Instagram is Durose Beauty Refinery. So D E U X R O S E Beauty Refinery. Don't you dare spell it. I am not. Follow us. I'll put it in the show notes. I'll put it in the show notes. We do, we post three times a day to the feed, and we also do daily stories every single day. So there's a lot of information on there at any given time. We also have our story highlights that break down a lot of our services from start to finish. So um, everywhere that you see DeRose, uh, you will find some educational material. So anywhere you are, we are. Yeah. <laughs> and then Taylor, do you want to tell them? Oh, okay. So our podcast is Rose Room, not the Rose Room. My mistake. Um, so Rose Room is what we are on Spotify, what we are on Apple, and then we also have a email so if you want to talk to us and you just want to talk to Cashton and I about the podcast or you need like a code for any of our sponsorship it's info at roseroompodcast.com and um, like subscribe review and apparently I've learned this you have to tell me what to download so I'm like well the, they, it'll do- download if they subscribe I'm, like, I'm learning Dina yeah. I'm learning I'm trying <laughs> no no it's it. fine download it yeah. so, so if you subscribe it. it'll download for you every Wednesday which we drop a new episode so. oh, and we're even cute we at the end say on Wednesdays we drink pink so the- I love, I'm obsessed. Thank I, you. you know, I, when you guys say that, I'm like, oh, like I have like a tagline, but it's nothing like as fun. And I'm like, just grab your rosé and listen to us on Wednesdays. Cause it's usually just like that, you know, just like sitting with your girlfriends. And that's what Cash and I love so much about this. We, um, I'm scared of television cause I don't like to diet, but I, <laughs> I'm like, I can't. So I'm like, this is as close as any of you are getting, uh, but you can talk to us at any time. <laughs> You know it's true. I'm like, this, we can't do TV. Well, what if an opportunity came that you would be on television? Um, it has. It has. And we are going to do I told him today, I was like, you have to give us a time frame because some of us have to, like, run I a little bit. green beans and shrimp. Okay, for lunch. Listen, my husband's upstairs making ham, grits, Brussels sprouts, um, what is it? The zoodles? The zoodles? Oh, zucchini oh, noodles, yeah. Yeah, zucchini noodles. And then I'm sure I'm going to have ice cream when it's all said and done. And you're so thin with beautiful long hair. I hate you. Listen, I, I work my butt out though, because okay. I'm going to be very honest. If I don't, I see the weight just jump on because again, my mom's Puerto Rican. So the butt, yeah. I don't mind the butt growing. That's fine. It's always, but the, the weight is the always trying to jump on us. Oh, it's, it's, uh, it lurks in every corner. Are you kidding? It's just like, Hey, every, here I am. Every martini it lurks. It's just like this. <laughs> Tapping it. Oh, fingers. see, that's me. I'm. I don't. I don't. And this is crazy. Being a mom and teacher, I don't drink. Good. So I think I. I. I want my yeah. calories to go to food. Good. Like I don't blame you. Me. Like even I like had brunch on Saturday, and I'm like, I just can't drink for the rest of March. Like I'm tired. So I oh. understand. Like eighty percent healthy choices, twenty percent eat the cake. Yeah, that's what I say. So twenty like, percent drink the vodka for me, and then twenty uh, <laughs> percent drink the collagen powder. And yes, yeah. It's, it's oh yeah, and then you got to get that prism powder so it glows and sparkles <gasps> yes, when you start I want right. the prison powder yeah. right. <laughs> I think I Frosty she... Sprinkles on Instagram she sells it I want it it's so awesome oh my gosh powder. and then like your awesome. drink glittery that's Cash's yeah. favorite color glitter. and then yes. you can cheers your glittery rose <sighs> absolutely I'm here for it oh my god 
we're the, we sidetrack so much, okay, but I, I enjoyed your listeners listening to us. So that's yeah, I enjoyed enjoy having it. you guys on here so much. Um, guys, again, if you miss out anything, they said every Wednesday drops a new episode on the Rose room with Cashton and Taylor. I listen to them every Wednesday at six in the morning as I'm driving to work. And let me just tell you how awesome sauce my morning, my day, and then my night become because of these ladies and everything they vibe off of. So again, check the show notes. I'm going to put every link, every mention they put in there. And yeah, let's talk more next Sunday. Say bye, guys. Bye. bye. <laughs>